when you walk through an art museum, what happens? You see some interesting things. You see some not so interesting things. <laughs> and if you're like us at all, you're probably a little bit sleepy. Well, grab a cafecito and listen up. It's Art Slice, a palatable serving of art history. We are both artists, so we look at art history through that perspective. We cover the artists you know and those that have been ignored for so many different reasons. We look at the context of the time. We compare it to today. We don't dumb anything down, but, and this is a big but, hey, we like to have a good time, okay? Nos gusta to goof <laughs> around, all right? We have hungry pantry no, bonds that no, might startle you. It's a long story. We, we feed them our materials. Art is just a visual language that is open for anyone to interpret. So if this all sounds good to you, join us on Art Slice, a palatable serving of art history. You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Galante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. Opened a lot of doors for me to really connect with myself as a Native person, and the way I expressed that was through making art and everything. And while being there, it's really nice to see how um, other young Native people from you know, the res and different kind of places coming off and moving into like a big city and being around more people, it helps them break out of just staying home and being on the res. Um, and there's not a lot of like opportunities out there because of course, you know, like money problems, family problems, just a lot of stuff people don't talk about. But for them to go to IAIA, it really encourages them and gives them that like opportunity to really develop themselves personally and artistically. So it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a win-win all around. Good, good, <laughs> good place to, to be in, to develop, and, and thank you. Um, yeah. And it's referred to as IAIA for short, Institute of American Indian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't make sure I, I get say. that down. And uh <laughs> And we're speaking with Robin, and uh, I hadn't even asked you before this, is the pronunciation Cinegini, Robin Cinegini? Oh my God, yeah, Cinegini. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to put myself. Uh, I wanted to put myself on the spot, and, and I and I did. Robin, <laughs> it is um, really uh, really a pleasure um, yeah, to have you on uh, something rather than nothing podcast and and, and chat with you and um, listeners. Before we popped on, I was just telling uh, Robin that over the last few months, I made my first couple trips to. Uh, New Mexico, and uh, Robin's based in Santa Fe, uh, but I had uh, visited um, Albuquerque, and uh, I, I found it to be such a wonderful uh, place to visit, and and and, uh, and and it felt I was I was going to a new place. I was surprised, you know, being from Rhode Island in the ocean, thinking about um, the desert, and also the presence of the Pueblo people. And I, as as far as the expression and the art, it was all completely new to me as a lived experience. Um, so really appreciating uh, New Mexico. But Robin, uh, <laughs> I love your uh, painting. I love your painting. And, um, I saw it on Instagram and, um, I had seen you in a couple, um, publications actually, maybe actually when I was down there mm. in New Mexico, uh, featuring, uh, featuring your, your, your paintings. Yeah. Um, I wanted to start with the welcome you onto the show, Robin, but, and also <laughs> start with, um, when did you see yourself as an artist? When did you say, Hey, this is me. This is what I do. <laughs> um, honestly, I 
pretty much reached that point until I want to say my junior year of college. Um, you know, being a, a little native kid on the res, I wanted to, you know, help animals and help with healing the livestock around. And, but then like the more I looked into it, I was like, mm, maybe this isn't for me. And I would be like, Oh, I want to be a teacher. And I'd look into it and it wouldn't work out. But throughout all of my decision-making, I was drawing and I was coloring and I was painting. And by the time I got to high school, um, I went to a primarily white high school. So the only Brown people I knew were like a good handful of like 10. Um, And my art teacher was like, Oh, you're really good at this. You should, you know, enter these um, uh, like high school shows and auctions and stuff like that. So I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do it because it's fun. And um, from there, she was like, you should go to college. And I'd be like, okay. And then I went to college. And when I started at IAIA, I was like, maybe this is for me. <laughs> and what what really encouraged me more was other people like starting to understand what I was doing and just the act of painting and drawing and you know physically putting down what I see in my mind, I was like, this is probably what I'm supposed to do. And a big part of me figuring out that this is, you know, what I want to do was that when I started really digging into like what I want to create, um, I started getting mad. I started getting upset. I started getting just so overwhelmed with a lot of stuff going on in my personal life. And of course, just being a, a short brown lady I was like, I don't want this to bottle up in my head. I don't want to be upset. I don't want to be mad. And so I was like, what if I just make these images? And I literally see these images in my brain that I'm like, I should paint it. And once I painted it and got it all done and detailed, I was like, wow, you know, I feel so much better. This really helped me. And I'm like, why am I pushing against and why am I fighting against myself when I can just, you know, delve into myself and and that's how I started creating and I was like this is perfect for me not only helps other people but in the at the at the end of the day it it helps me and I want me to be okay and I get all these opportunities and I get all these shows and and like uh, this podcast for example and it makes just it makes me more grateful that I am able to do this at this age and that I'm able to have this much publicity and or I guess beginning to have this much publicity. So well, 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 you should. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, well, I think what you said there is partially, you know, is is radical. So you're paying attention to yourself, and and you know, you state that out there. You're saying, I I'd seen. I'm um, not to embarrass you, but I had read a quote that 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 you had, and I I loved it. I loved it. It was on this point. I want to mm-hmm. read it to you. It said, "I want my art as a reminder for our young people to see how far we've come." And most importantly, it's for me to heal what's inside of me and whatever people want to feel about it, that's fine. Now, I don't know if I did your voice the right way or the intonation, but uh, <laughs> I, um, no, I mean, I just, <laughs> I, 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 I love that because it, it, you're talking about what you need for yourself and, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, all right. So, uh, there's certainly a lot to talk about that. We're going to, um, get further into that, but I wanted to ask you a question, like talking right about, mm-hmm. um, the painting. I had a great, uh, I had a great conversation, uh, before about, 
um, uh, powwows and the color and the fluorescence and everything in many mm. of those traditional ones. And I hadn't seen, s- truly seen the colors and the color contrast mm-hmm. until somebody described mm-hmm. that. Oh my gosh, it's all there. I saw it more openly. And yeah. your use of color is remarkable and jarring. Um, how do you see color? And I'm saying jarring in that the, the different skin colors and the, that that would be represented. Yeah. Different domestic scenes where the colors are very, uh, they're shifted. How, and mm-hmm. you said it comes from your brain. Sorry, so I'm going pretty deep here. But like, how do you use color and, and, and how, do you, how do you bring all that out and, into your beautiful paintings? Yeah, well, I first started, um, well, when I first started painting, I, of course, fell in love with color, one specific color. um, I can't, honestly, I kind of, I can't pronounce it. It's like phalo something blue, but it's this aquamarine blue. Uh And I was just so obsessed with it. I would put it on my stuff and I was like, I wonder if I can like paint a lady. And I started painting a lady and it came out perfectly. And it was funny because it wasn't, necessarily planned it just um fell into what I really was talking about and the reason why I paint all my ladies um different colors is to just take away from people automatically assuming um the race of my women uh yeah like I'm native I do want to talk about native um women and other um indigenous women but at the same time it's not just a you know indigenous woman problem and it's a all-around woman problems um whether you're white black and native indian i don't want to associate or have people assume things because of their skin color so Mm -hmm. to take away from that completely i'm gonna make them orange i'm gonna make them blue i'm gonna make them pink and from there i just started messing around with um different types of colors and how they would make me feel Um, so for example, if I wanted, um, a painting to feel kind of tense and, um, uh, pretty, yeah, just intense, overwhelming a little bit, I usually tend to use colors like red or orange or yellow, or, and of course, like if you want something to be more somber and sad, I use blue and purples and stuff like that. Um, and I pretty much just, it's like a game of ping pong where I like put one color down and I'm like, ooh, that makes me think about this color. And I'm going to put that color down. And I'm like, you know what color would look really nice next to that? I'm going to put that color. So it's just a, it's like a whole mess, marbles of different colors. And I just like to push that more. So I'm like, who says like my desk needs to be brown? I am going to make it blue. You know, like who says like my um, doors are going to be like brown and gray. I'm going to make them pink. Um and so from there, I just, I don't know, I just fell in love with it. I love making colors. And, and most of the stuff in my paintings do talk about serious subjects and serious um, situations and unfortunate situations. But I also want people to look at them and get happy and excited because it's a pretty painting with pretty colors. But it's also funny because what I'm talking about and what I'm draw- painting isn't necessarily fun, isn't necessarily good. So it kind of just, I like to just play with people, <laughs> like get yeah. them the first inside of being like, oh, it's nice and happy. And you're like, wait, that's not, that's actually not that 
like happy. That's actually not good. <laughs> you know, uh, what I you mean? gotta, you gotta so. like the, you got the element in there of switching, switching <laughs> things around yeah. to mess with, mess with folks. And, but, but you know, the, the, the disruption is really important, but I think it's always fascinating to me when you have that disruption yet you maintain it with the, with the beauty of the, of the composition, because it's, it can be easy to disrupt folks just yeah. by disrupt them, you know? And like, yeah. Yeah. And a big part of why I create and how I handle um, most of these hard subjects is through uh, humor and laughter. So it's like the same process in my brain. I'm like, oh, this is a really effed up situation. And I'm like, how can I put that on on like a canvas and I paint it? And I'm like, this is really sad. (laughs) So I'm going to put purple here. I'm going to put pink there. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I feel better. <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate the, the uh, I appreciate laughing when it gets to a certain point. I think even like on the sometimes with the show on the philosophy and talking about these grand mm-hmm. questions, at the end of it, you just start Ooh. laughing because it's all kind of <laughs> seems inescapable, yeah. like nonsense. Is be like, what what are we talking about? Nothing, something. But yet, I, yet we will, Robin. Yet we will yeah, talk about that. Yeah, um, exactly. All right, all right. So tell me. Let me hit you with another big conceptual question. Um, so you're an artist. This is really important for you, like in, in your identity and what you do. But what is what is art? Like, what do you feel art is? You know, it's so funny. This question was one of the questions that haunted me during my freshman year of college because every single class would be like, what is art? Um, Wonderful. All right. So now, so now I get to bring you back to freshman year and (laughs) sorry, I didn't know I was doing like in the sense of bringing it back up, but yeah. So you had to deal with it a lot. So did you come to any conclusion? (laughs) I have no idea. No, I'm just kidding. It, it gave me time to, to develop what I really um, thought, you know, the question, what is art? Um, but bottom line to me, it's just expression. And for me personally, it's healing. It's a way, it's a tool for me to really heal myself as a person and in, as an individual. Um, and I honestly think it's like personal treasure, like everyone, every artist, or I guess every person individually and what they create and the art they do create like secret treasure that everyone has that they create themselves it's like you make something and you love it so much and you fall in love with it and then it's cool that other people like it too but people like it so much they want it from you and you're like (laughs) I don't want to give it to you but at the same time you're excited that that like other people relate to it and enjoy it too so but honestly all, all around for me it's just healing it's it's a way for me to just tackle every day and tackle big moments in my life that I'm too scared to, um, approach. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I want to thank you for saying that. I mean, uh, within the podcast, I, even some recent episodes, I, I really go deep into, or, or always end up being led there about what art can do for mm-hmm. us and like how, um, it can help us heal. I had, um, uh, just recently, Susie DeVille, who was an, an, an author talking about like art practice and morning, good like art practices and mm-hmm. just uh, health. And another guest I want to have soon is her name's Asia Frost. She does You Are the Medicine, which is a, a book about yourself, yourself and, and healing mm-hmm. yourself. And um, and so I keep I keep when I'm talking art and we're talking about human experience, it ends up really moving towards like 
the self and, and taking care of the yeah. self. Um, and it has that, that, that positive uh, piece for it. Have you had that relationship with art since you started creating? Um, and what I'm asking is, you know, when you started to create things, you recognize being like, I need to do this to help heal and, and grow mm -hmm. and heal. Did you have that feeling? Yeah, I definitely did because once when I started painting, I I don't I didn't know what I was painting. I was just painting random things and being like, "Oh, this is pretty." But as like I said, as soon as I started realizing that this really helped me internally, I started creating all these paintings around me and all these paintings people like. Um, it really honestly just helps me and like at the end of the day, I always say I'm not painting this for other people. I'm painting this for me and it's just nice knowing that like other people feel the same way. Um, and I think I will always do that. I don't, I don't really go out of my way to, you know, show people my stuff. I just go out of my way to show people that I'm healing, that I'm advancing, that I'm doing good. So yeah. it's, it's always going to be that way. And if I don't, if I don't paint for like a good couple months, I get so sad. And I didn't even realize that, which goes back to that question where like, were you born an artist or how long yeah. have you known you were an artist? I stopped painting for maybe like six to eight months. And I was like, why am I so sad? Like, why uh -huh. am I not enjoying anything? And it finally hit me that I was like, maybe I should paint something. And as soon as I was finished, I was like, I am so happy right now that I've been this past eight months. And I'm like, yeah. oh, man, <laughs> oh, man, Good. I'm going to have you. to do this. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to do it. Maybe you were just being like, am I going to have to do this? What? Um, yeah. t tell me about where, uh, you know, I'm up here in, in Oregon and listeners could be anywhere. Um, I'm going to ask you about your sites and stuff later. But physically, I just wanted a sense of like physically you have your paintings uh in in and are they displayed in particular i've seen them listed in like fairs and things like that as far as physically displaying yeah. art yeah um physically um right now i have three paintings at k art gallery in buffalo no buffalo new york um and that was actually my first time that my paintings have gone that far east wonderful um and yeah, it, it was really interesting. And one of the big things they had asked me is like, how do you think your art is going to do out here? How do you think people are going to respond to it out here? And honestly, I didn't know. I still don't really know. Um, but it's fun to hear. I feel yeah. like as an artist, you're, you know, you're going to get criticism, you know, you're gonna, people are gonna, I mean, you're putting all of your entire <laughs> self out there. So people are gonna, you know, judge you. Yeah, but I don't necessarily care what people think. It's just fun to see the reactions. It's just fun to see how they respond, whether it's bad or good or in between. I'm just like, oh, cool. Because these are honestly like the thoughts I see in my head. These are the images I see in my head. And I'm like, I'm the only one who can see them. But like when I show them to you, I'm like, what do you think? You know, like <laughs> without yeah. knowing me, yeah. without knowing anything, what do you think? Yeah. Um, yeah. and recently I had another painting for the Mattisuck Museum in Connecticut, um, which would be my fourth painting going out East. Um, and they really enjoyed it. I'm super happy they did. Um, and I wonderful. Think, we got Buffalo uh, and also, down in Connecticut as well. That's wonderful. Connecticut, yeah. Um, I also had one in, uh, a show, the Red Cloud Art Show in South Dakota, 
I guess that's more towards the north. And then other than that, it's just mainly been here in the southwest. Um, yeah, <laughs> physically. I was amazed. Least, yeah, I was I was amazed by the um, the amount of art and the different types of art. Um, like I said, when I was down in Albuquerque, and everybody was pointing. They're like. Santa Fe and like everybody was talking to Santa Fe that's your next location I'm like ah, I'm gonna do it next time so it's great it's great to see um you know all that all that wonderful art um now I I think I think you you've answered this question is like it's related to art but what what the role of art is but I'm actually a little bit different way I think maybe you know the role of art for you is to help you know heal yourself that, that you've expressed that but do you have any thoughts about the role of art like in general like in in, in society and what it's supposed to be doing like is it more important mm -hmm. right now in the world like right now or you know it's always been kind of the same kind of role yeah no another big part of like the role of art for me is just teaching especially being uh, a Native American you know mm -hmm. growing up in schools where they have pictures of us still in like old regalia running around teepees and hogans and stuff like that and that's always been our representation for so long yeah. and that's is what also gets me excited about the other young indigenous artists is that we're able to firmly and formally and correctly teach our actual history, our actual culture, our actual families and our actual backgrounds. It, it gives us a way to teach people the correct information about us. Um, and people will be like, yeah, it's, it's 2022. Of course we know, but there are still people out there who don't believe that native Americans are real or that we still exist. And you're like, that's ridiculous, but it's still out there. So a big, part yeah. that art can play is for teaching um and of course just release enjoyment and release giving people the opportunity to um to vent properly and I feel like personally growing up we weren't taught to communicate correctly and express ourselves correctly we were just kind of told to you know suck it up and move on but now it's like we have we have the tools to correctly explain and vent um, about ourselves and to other people without, you know, triggering an argument or just having people shut down on you. Yeah. Do you think me? Do you think some of the? I mean, I would say changes in the media as far as seeing uh, native, you know, created. Um, owned, you know, distributed, you know, well, not distributed necessarily mm -hmm. a lot of them, but, um, you know, um, Reservation Dogs and Rutherford Falls and seeing yeah. more movie offered. Do you think, I, it feels to me, I'm not to speak on it, it feels like a change to me because I'm so glad and to just see all of it. But yeah. do, you think it's, do you think it's a real change? Like stuff's really going down right now? How does that feel that way for you? It's I think so. I think it's so exciting, especially with Reservation Dogs. One of the big thing I love about that show, and it's so funny when I explain it to other people who aren't Native, is that every part of that show is something or is what I've grown up with. That's literally the day-to-day -day life being a young Native um, person is like. And to me, that's just normal. You know, like the way they talk, the way they act, the stuff they do, the stuff they wear. It's just, it was normal to me. And growing up as a Native person, I 
didn't have that association with any of like the um, childhood shows or teenage shows where, you know, young kids go to school or young kids get into different shenanigans. They were all not native. They weren't brown. So I couldn't connect with that. But with, you know, shows like Reservation Dogs coming out and more relevance, um native stuff, I'm like, that's cool. Because like, that's literally what I grew up with. And other people who aren't from the native community are like, I don't understand. Like, why would you do that? Or like, I don't understand why they did this or it's just so weird to them. But to me, yeah, I'm like, yeah. that's normal. And it's, it's nice knowing that I can be like, yeah, like that's literally like same <laughs> pretty much. Oh, that's so, and, it, it. To see, to see that, that, that reflected. And I mean, the, the way that you would describe this, your personal experience must've been, pretty pretty astounding because it's so unique such a unique show yeah and like like I said growing up we we weren't we didn't have a lot of stuff that we could relate to so and especially right now with the native art community and the native fashion community as well is really starting to you know go up the lines um and it's it's even cooler because most of the alumni from the IAIA are starting to have their pieces at like MoMA at the Met and for me like fine art would be you know old white men making masters of paintings and stuff like that which is cool like you know kudos to them but like there was no native people who done that so it's like there's no goal for me to get to like I'm making my own goals, but it's, it's interesting, but it's also very nice and um, refreshing. And it also makes me happy for the future generations of young indigenous people because they won't be so like afraid to go outside and to do it themselves or to just dream. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's nice. Well, I, I, <laughs> I'm around the the education system a lot, and it's the the reflective roles of seeing mm-hmm. teachers, seeing representations that 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 look like you and that sound like you. But not only from that, I, the the powerful thing is the statement: "My teacher thought I was smart, so I was. Mm-hmm. My teacher thought I was mm-hmm. an artist, so I was." And it can work like that. <laughs> yeah. the, the the power of the teacher that by them saying you are then why not right so yeah definitely it's a, be- it's a beautiful thing definitely. when 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 it's there it's beautiful and, and i i think we're deficient mm-hmm. as a society when we live in ignorance um so <laughs> i um no thank you for your comments i love uh reservation dogs i'm wearing a, a, a prey shirt <laughs> um oh, nice. by the Ooh, predator quality. uh the newest uh, predator movie and i love yeah uh i love to pray um so yeah being able to do the predator thing <laughs> right so yeah it's so awesome it's so cool it's so funny because like or, i don't know I, for me it's funny because it's like it's so cool like yeah it's so fun seeing native people do that and like whenever i say that around like other people they're like well yeah of course like yeah it's just a movie like why are you freaking out about it but it's like no i've never seen like young indigenous people play these roles on like TV and for it to be on like all these other accessible um, viewing uh, stations like Netflix and you Hulu and whatever like that. I'm like, it's so cool. Like you, I don't know. You just don't have, like, you don't understand unless you've grown up without ha- not having like actual idols. You can 
look up to. So yeah, it's exciting it's just to, <laughs> to talk to you about it. I mean, I, it, it, it's, yeah, it's just exciting to, to, to talk to you about it. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's incredible. And to be able to enjoy, uh, to be enjoy some of these things mm-hmm. and just demand more. I think we just got to keep, um, demanding more. I've talked on the past episode, just like the massive deficiency in the education system and thinking about my experience, mm-hmm. you know, growing up, um, East coast schools and, you know, the eighties mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, uh, there's, there's, there's just really, you know, nothing, there was nothing there now, yeah. what, but I remember learning about chief Joseph and Nez Perce and that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. It was like the one thing that I learned and it was, mm-hmm. um, you know, so mm-hmm. if there's something there to like, to learn about and to, <laughs> to see, um, it, it can, but, uh, um, really, really enjoy talking about, um, the indigenous arts. So, uh, so Robin, I need to ask you the big, the big question, uh, as well and not forget it is why is there something rather than nothing? Why is that? Oh my gosh. Or you might say, you don't believe it's repeating. the case or whatever. No, I, I was, this, this, this question really tripped me up. I was thinking about it all day and kept repeating it to myself. Like, how do I answer that? You're, <laughs> you're like welcome or question. sorry. You're welcome or sorry based on your experience. No, <laughs> no. Um, why is there something rather than nothing? Because something is, it's, you're not alone. You're not alone. There's always something you us as artists, we create energy that we can give to other people. And that's comforting because, like I said, you're not alone. And being a, a young Indigenous artist, you, you tend to feel alone. Um, but it's nice knowing that other people feel the same way. And if that doesn't give you hope, then I don't know, not to sound all like sad, like I'm, um, you know, like drowning and hopelessness but times can be tough it's it's just you know yeah it's a reminder that like you're not alone it's it's rather something than nothing literally (laughs) yeah no i i i really appreciate that um absolutely just that there is there is there is something um and that Mm -hmm. is a good that can be good enough that can be wonderful as well robin um we're where do we find like in the places online and all that type of stuff? We talked about some of the physical locations of your art. Where can mm-hmm. we find your, your paintings or buy them or share them on Insta, all that type of stuff? Sure. Where do we go? Well, another big part about being an artist is procrastination, which I will stand by. So my webs by that meaning my website is still in progress. Oh my gosh. Everyone's going to hate me when they, We'll get folks an update Um, down the road when it's up. We'll do a big announcement. (laughs) Don't worry about that. I swear. I swear. I swear. It's in there. Um, It's mainly just my Instagram that's been um, where I've been communicating with a lot of people and associating all my businesses on there. Uh, I'm totally open for people to, you know, DM me and ask questions whether they want um, um, personal um, commission pieces. I also sell prints of most of my paintings, um, that I can, you know, talk with whoever wants. Um, other than that, like I said, the K art gallery in Buffalo, New York, 
They have um, an article about the paintings I've given them and a little bit more of the other um, indigenous artists who associate with K-Art. But other than that, it's just Instagram (laughs) for the moment, at least. Well, it's a good way to, (laughs) well, it's a good way to connect. I mean, on the show, you know, there's a lot, you know, I, and and getting guests and seeing, I mean, when you see a, a, a wonderful, fantastic painting and all right. I adore your paintings. All right. Mm-hmm. So, but when you see that, you're like, what is somebody up to? What are they doing? And sometimes you look and you're like, wow, they're doing videos as well. Or they haven't painted yeah. in five years, but this is what they did during this period. You just like go after it. And I think Instagram, you know, visually for whatever, you know, it's great in some mm-hmm. ways and probably not in other ways, but at least visually for me, I love to see visual, cool, vibrant things. So it's a nice, <laughs> nice, nice yeah. spot for that. So, right. Um, Definitely. So it's, yeah, it's, and I it's also, really... um, I'm sorry. Um, no, go ahead. It's also, it's also just a, a, a little look into my day-to-day life too. I don't, I don't like to exclude um, a lot of stuff. I like to have people, you know, see what I do do day-to-day and of course just encourage other people to take the risks and do what they really want to do um and people consider what I'm doing as just staying home and doodling but to me I'm like I go home and work (laughs) I work all day and I come home and work again and it's all on my will and I'm like you can do this too you know there's nothing wrong with just doing this absolutely Absolutely. Well, um, it's been fantastic to meet you. And of course, um, you know, uh, seeing your, your art in, in your paintings and just honestly talking about what art means, you know, uh, having mm-hmm. a conversation about that um, is, is, is just a really nice experience. And I want to thank you, everybody. Robin uh, Sinajini, uh, uh, a Navajo Indigenous American artist, she lives down in uh, uh, Santa Fe and you can find her stuff on, on Instagram. Take a look um, at, at her paintings and uh, and think about them, right? I think they're there to provoke thought. They did with me so I'm like, I want to see if Robin's down. Like, this sounds like she's the one who wants to provoke thought and then talk. So I give it a shot and here you are. So Yeah, no, that's good. I'm excited. Thank you so much. I, I'm always happy to talk about um myself and my paintings especially I could go on and on about every little detail about them so I am an open book honestly yeah thank you so much thanks so much Robin you rock appreciate you thank you I really enjoyed this this is something rather than nothing 